What could possibly go wrong in our... Hey everybody, welcome back to Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. And today is our discussion on what looks like crazy on an ordinary day by Pearl. And I think we've been saying this wrong. I think it's Pearl Clegg, not Pearl Clegg. Oh yeah, I've definitely said Clegg. Yeah. So when I was writing up the bio, I realized that it said pronounced Clegg. And I was like, oh, did say that wrong? And then I was going to try to double check, find some like interviews with her saying it and ran out of time. So I, I think yeah, that's I'll, I'll figure it out for next week to make sure that we get it correct. But yeah. Um, so this is just a quick synopsis. A girl that was living in Atlanta, she had she was HIV positive. Um, she makes the decision that she's going to move to San Francisco. But before she does, she moves. She goes to visit her sister in Idlewild, Michigan, I believe. Idlewild, yeah. Yeah, Idlewild, and just for the summer. So it starts in June and goes through August, like the book does. And it's just about everything that ha- what could all happen in the summer mm-hmm. in Idlewild, Michigan, and a lot happens. A lot happens. I know when I was typing up, because like you said, split into five parts. So it covers mm-hmm. June, July, August, September, and then jumps to November is kind of a... Like a real small... Yeah, epilogue, small little bit. Um, when I was typing it up, because this book's not that long. No, it's 244 pages. Yeah, and then as I was typing it up, I was like, oh my god, a lot happened in this book. A lot happens. Lots. So, um, but I will start off with what we've been doing with a small bio of the author, and then we'll get into it. So, Pearl was born on December 7th, 1948 in Springfield, Massachusetts, and she actually, uh, from there they moved, and she was in the Detroit public school system, so she grew up in Michigan. Um, In 1966, she enrolled in Howard University, where she studied playwriting, but then she switched, or she transferred over to Spelman University. And while she was there, she got her degree in drama, graduated in 1971. And she also married her first husband and became a mother. They ended up divorcing in 1979. Um, But she has since remarried, has a few grandchildren. But she is actually was I was quite surprised how much she's actually written. She's written several books, essays, a lot of plays um, and then several articles. She's also a very well-known activist mainly in civil rights, feminism movement, and pan-African movement. So, of course, some of her books, What Looks Like Crazy on an Ordinary Day, which was published in 1997. The sequel to this, I Wish I Had a Red Dress, which focuses on her sister Joyce, was published in 2001. And her latest book is Just Want to Testify, which was published in 2011. It seems like she... And I got the majority of this information from um, the historymakers.org. Uh, it seems like she's got a big focus on like community theater, writing plays. Um, and that's, I mean, the, the historymakers.org did a really fabulous interview with her where they gave a small biography and then they really go through you can listen to her talk. I didn't get a chance to listen to any of them, but mm-hmm. her life growing up. So if there's interest in that, I would definitely go 
check out that website. They've done a really good job. Cool. Um, like they have on her side, on the side too, her favorite color is purple. Favorite food, pasta, like same, same. <laughs> uh, favorite time of year, winter. Mm-hmm. Summer. Favorite vacation me. spot, beaches. Okay, yes. yeah. yeah. So, you know, like, um, yeah, I would say check that out because it's, it's very detailed and. I like that. But, um, so when did you finish the book? Because I read this almost like immediately after we said we were doing it. So I didn't get I know the you book. had issues like getting the book. Yeah. So I got the book um, last Friday. So a little over a week ago, I got the book and I was only reading it like during lunch. But then like um, my week got hectic and then um, a family friend came into town. So Friday and Saturday, I couldn't read the book and I was only on page 30. <laughs> oh, so yesterday I spent most of the day reading and I got through most of it. I think I had 30 something pages left to read today. So I, I wrapped it up today. Um, so yeah, I definitely waited until ours, but you finished it really early. Like I think that first week that we like, after yeah. we were done talking about the previous book, I think you started it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had told Jay, I was like, this, I think this is the first time that, like, I finished a book and I'm waiting on Tiffany. Because usually you're like, I'm done. Are you done? And I'm like, ah! Like, right. I, was so, I was so scared. I was going to have to be like, so this is going to be another check-in. <laughs> I was like, let me get through Sunday to see, like, how far I get in reading. Mm-hmm. And then if I thought I wasn't going to be able to finish it, then I was going to be like, we're going to do another check-in. <laughs> I was um, like, but yeah. No, I mean, not to give away too much, but I loved this book. Yes, same. So, um, but okay, let's go into the synopsis. So we'll, okay. I think we'll do it by month. Okay. Um, so it starts off in June. And after living and establishing a career in Atlanta, Ava Johnson tests positive for HIV. She decides to sell her beauty shop and move out west. She'd been losing clients due to the stigma surrounding HIV and AIDS. Um, however, she returns home to Iowa, Michigan to visit her sister Joyce before, like you said, moving out to San Francisco. Um, however, she gets to the airport and her sister's nowhere to be found, to be found, but her sister's friend Eddie is there to pick her up instead. Wow, Eddie. Um, <laughs> on the way home, she's like, hey, can we stop at a liquor store? He's like, all right. They pull in. And then meanwhile, there is a violent encounter between a young couple with a child. The um the man's name is frank he and eddie kind of get into it and eddie basically punches him in the throat subdues him and then they take the girl and the child back home eddie explains to her you know like idlewild used to be this this paradise for for black folks and it's kind of just slowly gone down gone downhill which i found out after googling uh, idlewild michigan it's a real place and that's the real history behind it like it started off as this like black paradise black vacation spot oh i love that yeah so um so they go home and this is when ava finds out that her sister couldn't be there at the airport because uh, she was helping a young woman who is frank's sister um who's addicted to crack and is hiv positive with labor and delivery of her baby the baby luckily tests negative for hiv and the mother just takes off from the hospital, leaves the baby behind. They can't find her or anything. So Joyce 
who is a former social worker, um, just overall fantastic person, one of my favorite characters. She was like, I'll take the baby home. I'll raise it. And they're like, okay, it's just temporary until we can figure things out. She's like, I got it. Names her Imani. Um, so while that's all happening, Ava continues to feel a growing attraction between her and Eddie, but fears acting on it due to her HIV status. Um, also, meanwhile, Joyce has this, this group of young mothers, young, like teenage mothers, essentially, in the community. Um, and they meet together and they call it the sewing circus. And she's teaching them about birth control and safe sex, pra- safe sex practices, but is hindered by the new pastor and his wife, Jerry Anderson. So that's kind of what what goes on in June. Big sticking, like big things is Ava comes home, meets Eddie. Um, Imani is born. They take her home. And there's this sewing circus, which is really like a sewing circle, but they call it the circus. Um, And then the new pastor and his wife are very like, this should be for young men only and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I think think what stuck out immediately to me was... um, when Eddie was picking her up, I was like, I just have a feeling this is going to be something yes. brewing. And it reminded me of um, in the vanishing half when the sister, when one of the sisters returns home, um, there's an old friend that, you know, is also hanging around still. And it ha- they started like a little budding romance as well. So it just kind of reminded me of that. Like, I felt it immediately, like, oh, this is supposed to be something. I did, too. It was it was kind of weird because, like, like I was reading, like, Eddie first shows up, and I'm reading, and he, like, just, like, his whole demeanor, it was just very, like, laid back, easygoing, mm-hmm. like, the kind of person that you would always be smiling around just because they're yeah. so just, like, hey, like, yeah. you know. I was trying to figure out their age difference just because I know that he was friends with his, um, with her sister's um, husband, late husband. husband, and I know that her sister was, like, older than her. I think when I figured it out, because it said they got married at 18 and she was eight at the wedding, so I think there's a 10-year difference between them. Okay. So, yeah, you know, when was, you're in your yeah. 30, because I think Ava's, what, 35 when she comes home? Yeah, so I knew I knew it was like after that I was like I knew she was older or whatever, but I was just trying to figure out that age difference because the way she was talking, like when she met Eddie, she was a child. So yeah, I was trying to think of like what the age difference was. I was like, it's fine now. I thought it was twelve, but I think yeah, I think ten is ten. Ten to twelve, it's around yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, so I I like picked up on that like immediately. I was like, I think this is gonna be. A loving romance and I will say this first this June chapter I'll go we can I know there were issues with the recording from when we did our our golden bookmark awards our book Oscars mm-hmm. about, with the villain but part of the reason I had such a hard time choosing villain was because of how bad Jerry Anderson ends up being mm-hmm to me and so I had I had to be like get that out of your head get that out of your head focus on like your 2021 books but yeah when she first showed up I was just kind of like rolling my eyes like okay like yeah this is just this is just somebody who's out of touch with reality I mean I I definitely think she's a villain her husband's a worse villain yeah so I think maybe a tag team villainous type 
Um, yes. I think you you start to realize why she was doing it. Um, mm-hmm. You realize why she didn't want young people at her church. So maybe she was trying to save them. I don't know. But she wanted too much forgiveness for her husband. Yeah. But. And and you catch on to that immediately when I say immediately um, they go to the house to talk to Jerry and only the um, husband is there, the reverend, and he's there with their grandson, yeah, Tyrone, and Tyrone's just watching like cartoons, but like just has a shirt on, doesn't have any pants on, and the reverend's like, why don't you put on some pants? And he's like, oh, now you want me to put on some pants? And I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I can't remember what part it was in, but Ava goes to another liquor store, and the reverend pulls up, gets like a handle of Jack, like a handful mm-hmm. of whiskey, and yeah. then she looks out in the car, and there's like a young, younger boy there, and you're just like, oh, gross. Yeah, yeah so they kind of sprinkled in, mm-hmm. you know, what the issues were with him, and yeah. Um, okay, you want to do July? Sure. So Jerry Anderson fans the sewing circus for meeting at the church because she had interrupted a meeting where Joyce was teaching the group how to properly use condoms. And this might, I laughed out loud during this scene because Joyce walks in, she was, she throws some condoms and she throws a pack of hot dogs on the table and she's like, let's get going. <laughs> she put like a hot dog on a stick. Yes, a hot dog on a stick. And put a condom over it. It was great. I... I think for me, that moment when I was reading that, I was just like, oh, I think I'm going to really like this book. Because <laughs> it was it was so funny and Joyce is so, like, no nonsense. Like, this is what we need to do to yeah, help she, our youth. Yeah, she's not trying to be funny. She's like, this is a serious issue. We have teenage, we have teenage mothers and this is a great way to stop that. She's like, because, you know, the girls are like, well, my man doesn't want to have sex with a condom. And she's like, let me show you how to do it. She's like, let me show you how to put it on and teach you the confidence to be like, I'm not having sex without this. Exactly. um, But uh, yeah, that's the, I think I texted you a picture of that page because I was like, this is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ava also discovers that the local pharmacist has let others know that she is HIV positive when she goes to pick up her medication. Yes. Including Jerry Anderson. And Frank who's the brother that Eddie yes. beat up. Yes. And he hangs around with Tyrone as well, so. Yes. Um, Joyce decides to host the sewing circus at her house instead. She's like, that's not going to stop me. It's fine. Um, Eddie reveals to Ava about his violent past and why he went to prison after watching, was it Menace to Society? Together, I think that was the movie. Yeah, Menace to Society too. I think. Yeah. Um, he tells her that after serving in Vietnam, he became involved with violent drug dealers and murdered, 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 murdered a rival drug dealer and his ex-girlfriend. Um, so he was sent to prison for that. Ava reveals to him that she is HIV. She has HIV. They form a relationship, and it's so cute. I felt like it just built up so much, and I was so excited. I was like, finally. I know I'm not. I've made it very clear, like, I'm not a big romance person. I think this is the kind of romance I like where it seems very, very, like, realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a, it's not just about that. There's so much other stuff going on. Yes. So it was, like, kind of just sprinkled in there. But it did kind of, like, build it up. 
like you kind of felt the tension like she was watching him do tai chi one day in the woods yeah. without a shirt on you without were, a shirt on and she's just like mm. she's checking like, him out yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's like i saw you watching yeah. <laughs> i think like and just like I feel like if if Ava were my friend and she's just like, yeah, and tell me about Eddie and stuff, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you need to go be with this man. Because <laughs> he's so patient with her and so just yeah. like. Yeah. <sighs> and when she reveals that she's HIV positive, he's like, okay, so tell me what we can do. Yeah, he's like, so, you know. Can we do this? Can we can we kiss? Can we touch? Like, where's our yeah. limits that we need to work around this? And there's a, a quote, I think it comes up. Um, either in the August or September chapter, I can't remember which one, but he, uh, we'll get to it. Cause I think it's right when he, anyways, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything else about that chapter? No, I don't think so. That was a good Okay. One. Cause now like August and September is like where things really. Oh yeah. Things hit the fan. Pick up. Um, a house is up for sale in Idlewild and Ava makes the decision to remain in Idlewild instead of going out west. She uses the remain like a good chunk of the money she has from selling her salon to help purchase this house to act as the new headquarters for the sewing circus. Joyce receives a grant from the state to help fund this until she re- receives news that the money has been pulled due to a complaint that the circus isn't promoting healthy values. She's been lying about what this group is. Um, not true. Uh, this complaint was filed by Jerry Anderson. <sighs> Joyce leaves to go fight against these false claims in person and cap at the Capitol. Uh, one night while she is gone, Frank and Tyrone, who, like we said, is her grandson, pull up to the house. Uh, they like, but is it Tyrone has sex with Frank's girlfriend on the hood of the car? Well, first, Frank has sex with his girlfriend okay. on the hood of the car and then tells his girlfriend, I think her name was Maddie. No, that's the sister. Maddie, Maddie's his sister. Yeah, I don't know if they said her name. Um, then he tells his girlfriend to go in the car and have sex with Tyrone. That's right. I'm That whole scene, I was like, Bleh. Yep. Uh, trigger warnings. Sorry, anybody. Yeah. Um, and then while they're there, they break a window and Ava the entire time is like, I've got Imani asleep upstairs that I have to protect. And that's when she kind of realizes, push come to shove, I'm willing to shoot and kill somebody to protect this baby. Like, she gets out her shotgun and she gets ready to do it. They break a window. They end up leaving. Um, They said Ava witnesses all this. And then the next day they go to file a report with the sheriff. Tyrone rolls up with Jerry and she's like, tell them what happened, Tyrone. And he's like, oh, Ava tried to seduce us. She came out and like, a black nighty and was like, yeah, hey, boys, you want to come in? And Yeah, she was like, come to my party I'm throwing. Yeah. We have cookies and snacks. And so that's what they claim, Ava said. But when they got there, they were like, and there was no party. She just was like, hey. Yeah. Um, which, as we know, is not the case. It's just Jerry being Jerry. Um. The sheriff, unfortunately, kind of sides with the boys. And it's just like, I've got no proof either way. You, you guys figure this out yourself. Um, Eddie then offers to take care of the problem, quote, quote. Uh, you know, Frank will leave and never come back sort of thing. Ava's like, no. Um, they go to the Anderson's house. This is what you were referring to earlier. They go to yeah. the Anderson's house to have a meeting with the reverend because 
the entire time that Joyce has been trying to meet with the Reverend to discuss like what the sewing circle is, why it's so important. Yeah. Jerry's always there. The Reverend can't meet. They never really do it. Um, but when they arrive, he's he's drunk and nearly passed out in his office. And then, so they're like, well, that, this guy sucks, basically. Yeah. Um, and then Eddie proposes to Ava. <gasps> and she's like, let me think about it. And I think this is where, like, my favorite thing happened when Ava was like, you don't understand, like, I'm going to get very sick, I'm going to die, like, she starts recounting kind of, like, Mm -hmm. what her end of life is going to look like as the HIV develops into AIDS, and Eddie goes, I don't want to be there when you die, I want to be here to help you live. Oh my god. Like, he says that, and I was just like, oh, that's so so nice. It's so sweet. And again, at this point, when she's like, let me think about it, I was like, Ava! (laughs) <laughs> just say it yes he's great um and then this is this is when i like slammed the book down i, I was this is when i started to hate jerry anderson <laughs> yeah maddie who is imani's biological aunt shows up demanding to take her home and since Joyce isn't the legal guardian, she has to give Imani up until there can be a hearing that will determine who can have legal custody. And the social worker is like, Joyce, you know that, you know, like, you know that they're going to give you Imani because they see the the condition that Maddie lives in and all of that stuff. Like, you just, you know that you're going to get her. You just have to comply in order to do this. Yeah. She was like, basically, get your paperwork in on Monday and you can have the baby back Monday afternoon. Yeah. And it's just like, and and everybody knows that the only reason Maddie got this idea is because Jerry Anderson went to her and was like, hey, if you foster this baby, like, the state will kick you some money. Yeah, because she said that she told her that Joyce was getting money for taking care of Imani and Jerry, I think, even was like, I can pay you double yeah. if you take this baby. Um, because I think they even said that Maddie wouldn't get any money because it was her biological yeah. niece. So This to me just made me, because it was like, okay, like you're trying to protect your husband's shitty reputation. Mm-hmm. You have some, like, misaligned values for what the sewing circus is. But, like, this is personal. You are placing a baby in danger because Frank is so violent and on temper. And he's he was on probation, basically. Like, he was moved yeah. up to Idlewild because he was um, from Detroit originally, getting into a lot of trouble and was on probation and sent up there in order to, like, you know, fresh country air will fix them sort of thing. And it was basically like a crack house that they were living in. Yeah. Like they were all on drugs and stuff like even Maddie. So it was not a safe place for baby Imani. And Joyce was ready just to be like, I'm going to take Imani and leave. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to let her near that nonsense. Yeah. Um, she did. They did a stakeout. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of August, September. So over the next weekend, Joyce, Eddie, and Ava take turns watching Frank and Maddie's house ready to rescue Imani, given any signs of trouble. This is where I cried. <laughs> Just, it's during this that Frank breaks Imani's legs because she was crying. Mm-hmm. Now, this baby is, what, four months old? 
three months old. Not even, yeah, maybe three months. Horrific. I know, like, you've talked about, like, things with animals get to you. Things with kids get me. And yeah. I, oh, my God, like, I wanted to reach into the book and, like, well, the, slap I just Frank, think, I just slap think, Maddie, slap Jerry Anderson. Like, I was just I just I think so, the way they described it, how he twisted her he leg. twisted her leg. It wasn't like he just, like, snapped him. He twisted him to break him, like... Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, yeah, animals make me sad. Kids will also make me. No, yeah, I know. I wasn't yeah. saying, like, but, like. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the way they described how he did it, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And just, like, again, what an idiot. Like, oh, you, like, you, a baby's crying. You think hurting it is going to make it stop crying? No, like, you hurt anyone, they're going to cry more. Like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think it, like because of the pain i think she eventually like passed out she, because she i passed yeah because yeah. joyce rushes in and thinks she's dead because she's lying yeah. there um um and then when joyce comes in uh frank has a gun and is mm-hmm. like get out of my house and she's like give me the baby and she sneaks in where she has time to like call the cops mm-hmm. like kind of sneaks in and so that freaks Maddie out. And Maddie's like, she has called the cops. Like, forget the baby. We have to go. Which kind of, like, snaps Frank out of it. Thank God. Yeah. And is like, oh, yeah, cops are coming. I got to go. So, yeah. Joyce gets in there. And she just, she gets her shit. Because he's like, I'm going to do it. She's like, she's like do you. it. She's like, kill do me it. then. Do yeah, it. she's like, like, kill me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Joyce is, like, one of my favorite characters from any book that I've read. She's, yeah, she's great. A, yeah, she's a good character. Um, so, uh, Frank and Maddie take off. The doctor, they're able to get Imani to the hospital. The doctors place her legs in casts and are very confident that she'll be okay. They keep telling her, like, sh- she's going to be fine. Like, she's in some shock, but, you know, like, she's got good people with her now, so she's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and then a woman from the Anderson's former church shows up and reveals that they were run out of town because of the reverend's inappropriate behavior and action towards young men in the congregation, which, like we said, had been hinted at throughout the book up to this point. Yeah. Um, confronted with this, the Andersons leave town again, basically. Yep, they kind of are shoot out. And instead of going back to the church to have her sewing circus, she has it at a house that they had bought earlier um because eddie was almost done renovating it so um yeah i when when jerry was trying to be like i didn't know they were gonna hurt the baby i was like shut up just shut up like you know exactly what you were doing yeah and like you like you went beyond like i I kind of missed the point that it became personal for her. Because it was like, all right, you don't want the sewing circus to meet at the church? Fine. Go. They're meeting somewhere else. They're out of your hair. But, like, she, like, she, like, made it so personal. Yeah, I think, I think what bugged me is, like, when you first are trying to figure out why she doesn't want the sewing circus there, you just, you have this hatred towards her. And then you kind of, like, when you find out about the reverend and how she doesn't want the kids there because of her husband. You're like, okay, maybe she does have a a tiny, tiny heart. But then what she does with baby Imani, it's like she had this, like, just so much revenge and pettiness towards Joyce that made zero sense. There was nothing that Joyce did 
besides showing young women how to have protected sex when you can teach them abstinence all you want but if they're gonna do it why not do it the right way where like not the right way but protect it yeah um so i think and obviously jerry did not understand that um so yeah she was i was just trying to think like because i think this Unless it is already a movie, I don't know. I think it would make a great movie. Yeah, because I, like, the entire time I kept seeing, uh, like, Mackay Pfeiffer as Eddie. Like, in my oh. head, that was him. Okay. And then... Gotta um, add some dreadlocks to him, but yeah. And then, uh, um, oh my god, I can't, I can't think of her name right now. But they... But when they were just, when Ava was describing that she had like cut off all her hair and it was real close, like close cut to her head uh, and stuff. Um, she's in The Walking Dead. She played Michonne. Oh, okay, yeah. I can't think of her name right now. I don't know her real name, but I know who you're talking about. Ah, I was like, oh my gosh, she could play Ava because like, because mm-hmm. she was in Black Panther too. It had had like the shaved head and stuff. Yeah. And so I was just like the entire time, like I was like, this could be adapted to such a good. Mm-hmm. Like you could do such a good job with this. Oh, yeah. You could cast some really good people. Yeah. Because if you uh, casted Jerry correctly, it would be a really good actress that you, like, end up hating so much because she's playing it so well. Like, Dolores, like Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the actress plays it so well that I I hate her even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I, oh, I just hit my mic. I think you could easily cast somebody that was villainous like that. Yeah. Um. And then November, Imani's casts have been removed. She is all well. Uh, Frank and Maddie finally were caught by authorities. And the Andersons, again, like we said, have left town, leaving a new pastor, Sister Judith, in charge. She's well-liked by the community and uh, officiates Eddie and Ava's wedding. And that's how it ends, with them getting married. A happy ending. Yay! I with every little thing that could go wrong I was like is baby Imani gonna die who's Frank gonna kill I was convinced that somebody was gonna die oh I for sure thought somebody was gonna die I was expecting a death for sure um yeah that was that was yeah that was it was such a good book it is it is my favorite book club book from Oprah me too that's why I was, I was like, when I finished reading it, and I was like, okay, don't go on Goodreads because I don't want you to see like that I gave it five out of five. Yeah, and like this is, yeah, I I agree. It's my favorite that we've read from Oprah's Book Club. I mean, I still love um, Daughter of Fortune. But, Daughter of Fortune was good. Yeah, but what looks like crazy on an ordinary day is now number one. And I think it's our ninth book. It is. So, but yeah, um, to me, I think this would be that new book that if somebody asked what I should read from Oprah's book club, hand them this book immediately. Yes, I agree. I, like I said, I read it pretty quickly just because like kind of once it starts going, you're just like, I don't know. It felt like, it felt like I was, 
Like it felt like I could have been friends with Joyce. I felt like I could have been friends with Ava and Eddie. Like, you know, like they felt like very real, relatable characters. Um, Yeah, I thought they also did a really good job of like, just like setting the scenes. Yeah. Like I felt like I knew where they were at. Like I pictured the house. I pictured like the lake where they would walk. Like I pictured all of those things. And I, like I'm originally from Michigan and have spent time like on the West Coast. Cause I mean, if you know Michigan, it's surrounded by lakes. Um, so I've spent time at like lake homes and stuff. And it was like, like you said, like reading it, like you could picture it well. Like I almost, it felt very real. Like this is a Michigan, like this is a Michigan lake house. This is a Michigan yeah. town, you know? Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yes. Which puts us at three more books for Oprah's book club. Boop, boop, boop. Are y'all ready for the announcement? Yes, you've got these. I've got all this. It's all me. I did have to look up some author pronunciations, so I apologize if I forget how to do it. (laughs) Okay, our last three books for Oprah's book club, 10, 11, and 12. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. The first book is Light in August by William Faulkner. It was the June 2005 pick, and this was, um, she did this one alongside the um, the Sound and the Fury, and then As I Lay Dying, which were also by William Faulkner. So she kind of did the same way that she did A Tale of Two Cities and Great Expectations. She combined them. We did not. Um, so this one is, I have a little synopsis let me get it real quick um i think this is it sorry yeah okay so it says the novel centers around on two strangers a pregnant white woman and a man who passes as white but who believes himself to be of mixed ethnicity in a series of flashbacks the story reveals how these two people are connected to another man who has deeply impacted both their lives Sorry, I took a screenshot of it, but I didn't get the the title of it. <laughs> the so title. I was like, crap, is this the right one? I didn't want to read the wrong thing. Um, the next one is Night by Ellie Wiesel. Wiesel? I'm trying to. Um, this one is a autobiography um, about the author's survival as a teenager in the Nazi, the Nazi, really? The, the Nazi. Nazi death camps. Um, and this is a translation that his wife did, but so, yeah, so this one I think is going to be a very dark book. I remember that a lot of kids in like late middle school, early high school reading it. Okay. Like some of their English classes, like that was a required reading for them. Um, and I don't think I said, but this one was her January, 2006 pick. And then our last book of Oprah's Book Club is Tara Road by Maeve Benchy. This was her September of 1999 pick. Um, It is the story of two women, one from Dublin and one from New England, who exchange houses and lives for one fateful summer. In turn, they are swept into very different lifestyles, discovering deep secrets about each other and themselves. Kind of reminds me of the holiday. With yes. Kate Winslet and uh, Cameron Diaz. True story. I have never seen that movie. 
right back at you. Whoop! <laughs> I just can't really put it out. <laughs> um, so those are the final three picks of Oprah's book club. That should put us around finishing Oprah in June, early July. Um, I know that the light in August is about 500 pages. I think Tara Rhodes around 600. I still hate that wheel that we used. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those are our last three. Um, anything else about what looks like love? Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. You always talk about the last line. So, okay, yeah. Okay. So when you... I can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before you were like, what looks like love on a crazy, oh, I mean, what looks like yes. crazy. And I was just like, she has no idea how close she is to the ending <laughs> line. <laughs> and I almost did it again. So I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a full paragraph, but it says, because by now we are all old enough to know that what looks like crazy on an ordinary day looks a lot like love if you catch it in the moonlight. Yes. And so when you said that, I was just like, <laughs> Uh, I've done it every time. I want to keep saying what looks like love. I think it's all the L's. Yeah. What looks like crazy. So I loved that ending. And as I was finishing the book, I was like, look at like the last line so that you can see if it mm. jumps out. Because that would be a that might be a really good one for next year's um, yeah. bookmark awards. Golden bookmark awards. So yeah. Um, anything else we want to talk about? I don't think so. I should. We should have a good check-in next week too. I was singing the same thing. Because I've I finished uh, Evelyn Hugo, and then from the library, I was like an hour into my drive down to uh, down to Austin, and my library sends me a text like, "Hey, you've got a book here that's ready to, for pickup," and I was like, "You couldn't have told me this before I left." I need you to but tell me before. Um, but it's a history of wild places. Yeah, I think that one's a fairly new book. I've seen it quite a bit on Instagram. Yes. When I first put it on hold, I was 11th in line and finally got it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll have plenty. I think we'll have plenty to talk about next week, and then next week we might um, go ahead and set the date for light in August. Yes. Cool. Um, our Instagram is reading with celebs. Twitter is reading w celebs. Yeah, reading. Yep. Um, let's go give us a like, a follow, subscribe, review, all of those fun things, and we will see you next week. Happy reading. Bye, guys. Bye.